Winnie the thing at the dentist where they like suck all the suck. moisture out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Stick a cotton ball in your mouth. Roll it around. I feel like that was actually a really accurate that sound. That was. But you need to make the sound of whenever you bite down on it. Or not bite down. You like close yep. your mouth and it goes. You did it. <laughs> Wait, why am I like a Foley artist? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. I am overjoyed. I'm over the moon that we get to do this episode. I know. We went to hashtag Regal, hashtag Love You Regal, hashtag <laughs> sponsor us. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> we went to another Regal. It's I always mess it up. Is it Mystery Movie Monday or is I, it Movie Mystery Monday? I think it's Mystery Movie Monday. I definitely fucked that up on our Instagram. It's fine. It's fine. They still know that we love them. Yeah. Um, we went to another Regal Mystery Movie Monday and we thought based on like the rating and the length of the movie that it could be two things mm -hmm. one was something we really wanted to see mm -hmm. and the other was something that we didn't want to see to the point that we had a backup plan to sneak out and go see no hard feelings again yes <laughs> if if it was this movie <laughs> had a whole strategy if it was the other one yeah so we did not want to see strays Mm -hmm. Which is a live action talking dog comedy about stray dogs. Mm. That's like, I don't even know how to explain it's it. Like, it's just like, I feel like it's sort of like the same vein of humor as like Ted. Yeah. I, like you just already know that there's going to be like 40,000 jokes about like smelling butts. And and balls and wieners and yeah. just yeah. You just know the just whole movie is going to be Bitches and yeah. all the Stupid dog puns yeah. and body parts. So we were just crossing our fingers that it mm -hmm. wasn't going to be strays and that it was going to be A24's new horror movie, Talk to Me, mm -hmm. which you showed me this trailer. Like you sent me this trailer yeah. first, which usually I'm like the person Imagine, that's showing you Usually trailers. you're the trailer person. I know. I'm I usually was hounding trailers. I was hot on the case on this one. <laughs> So you sent me this trailer and I think like as I was watching it, my jaw was just like on the floor. Like I was just like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. I was immediately like, I can't wait for this to come out. I have to see this movie. Mm -hmm. And so the concept of like potentially being able to see it early, like a whole two weeks before the rest of the United States gets to see it mm -hmm. um, was very exciting potential possibility for me. When we got into that theater... And there was an A24 trailer playing. Mm -hmm. My heart literally started like thumping. Like I was like, oh yeah. my God, it's going to be talk to me. You looked at me and you were like, it's an A24 trailer. <laughs> and then they played a second A24 uh -huh. trailer. And I was like, oh boy. It's got to be. It's got. And they weren't going to play A24 before Strays. No, they definitely weren't. But before you got in there, because you came in a little bit after me, uh -huh. because you went to the bathroom first. So when you came in, and you were excited about A24. I was like, I don't want to tell her that like <laughs> there was like some... the Meg and some very other weird ones that I hadn't seen mm -hmm. yet that kind of would go with strays. Oh, no. And yeah. so I was like, I'm not going to say anything because <laughs> if I'm right, we're just going to jump. This whole night is done. Yeah. The whole if night I'm wrong, is ruined. then there's no point of saying anything. Right. 
So lucky for us. Lucky for us. It was talk to me. It was talk to me. It was talk to me. And first of all, when we saw the first mystery movie Monday where it was Sisu, Mm -hmm. I felt like the energy of the crowd was a lot more like boisterous, like right from Uh the get go, like right off the rip. When we walked in, people were like, it it felt like you were walking into like a movie scene. Like there's like popcorn flying in the air and like people like in blankets and t-shirts and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so I was expecting the same thing. But when we walked in, it was like a very normal theater group. But the weirdest thing was like, who was in the theater? Yeah. Because this movie said right off the, like, it just says it on the ticket that it's rated R. Uh-huh. And it even has, like, a giant symbol, like, <laughs> on the logo for Movie Mystery Monday of, like, what the rating of the movie is. Because I feel like that's an important piece of information. Yeah. There were so many kids in our theater. A lot. First of all, any rated R movie is going to be bad mm-hmm. for that age group to see. Second, when the movie started and it was talk to me i was like how (laughs) like how long is it gonna take all of Mm -hmm. these people to leave and they everyone that had a child eventually left Mm -hmm. but it took them all like a really long time some longer than others some longer than others and it took like one mom and her daughter a very long time to leave the end of the movie and i was like y'all might as well just wait this one out you already need to go to therapy with her like just book the appointment now it's only an hour and a half and i think they (laughs) left with like a half hour left so i'm like y'all already saw the whole bulk of what was traumatic so and even just like the opening scene is a little intense Mm -hmm. and so just that just the concept of a of a child seeing that opening scene is like nauseating to me Mm -hmm. and so So moral of the story here is please stop taking your kids to horror movies. First of all, if they're under the age of we're talking, these children were all under 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're young. We're not talking about like teenagers here. Stop taking your kids to horror movies. First of all, because I see a lot of kids in Mm -hmm. horror movies and like there are some horror movies that I would show a kid at like 10. Sure. But most horror movies, it's 13 plus. Just like, yeah, get your kids out of this. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) It made me so uncomfortable. And what made me the most uncomfortable was how long they stayed in the movie. I will also add that uh, multiple adults walked out. Adults left. Adults left. And there was, I mean, there was like this one like old lady that we saw who like, she sat through Sisu. I remember her Uh with her little blankie. And like, talk to me was a little too much. So if adults are leaving and adults are thinking like, hey, this is too much for Mm -hmm. me maybe just maybe your eight-year-old daughter should not be should in this really not be seen <laughs> no that. anyways there anyways. was a lot of commotion at this particular <laughs> mystery movie monday but in a different way than the first one i don't know the first one like i felt like i was entering a fan club this mm-hmm. one it just felt like no one knew why they bought a ticket there <laughs> and they just all showed up and were just like well i guess we'll just, we'll just see this movie figure it out figure it out um so yeah we did see talk to me this movie is directed by danny and michael filippo mm-hmm. who we didn't really know much about them like mm-hmm. at all period basically but after like a tiny bit of research we have discovered that they are youtubers and so mm-hmm. they actually had a very popular have mm-hmm. a very popular youtube channel with like six million subscribers mm-hmm. And you basically called it the Australian jackass. Like, it looks like it's just like... It's exactly what it looks like. Like, pranks Mm -hmm. and, um, like, body stunts and... And, like, kind of 
like amateur filmmaking basically yeah. in your backyard right with your pals <laughs> yeah. what what a jackass is but right. in australia uh but the most interesting thing that we've discovered about them is that they both worked on the babadook which mm-hmm. is a very good highly suggest if you haven't seen it horror movie that came out of australia a couple of years ago but this is their debut film mm-hmm. uh so it's their directorial debut and one of them was one of the writers correct i believe danny was one of the danny writers. was one of the writers yep so do you want to give us a spoiler free synopsis i sure will when a group of friends discovers how to conjure spirits by using an embalmed hand they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them unleashes terrifying supernatural forces this movie stars Sophie Wilde as Mia, the lead, and then also stars Joe Bird, Alexander Jensen, Otis Donji, and to my wonderful surprise, Miranda Otto, who is Eowyn in Lord of the Rings. Yes. And literally, <laughs> the second she came on screen, I was like tapping Caitlin, and I just went, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. And I was like, who is she? <laughs> like, I didn't recognize her at all from Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. so I was like, who is she? And you're like, Eowyn. I was like, okay <laughs> sure. still don't know who that is <laughs> i would recognize her if she was like was she an elf no oh. she was you know the love triangle of aragorn mm-hmm. and arwen and eowyn eowyn's the blonde who's a woman she's just a, a person uh, like mm-hmm. a regular person from rohan and she's the one that goes into battle dressed as a man you don't remember did you like black out during lord of the it's rings it's been a while since i've seen okay him. well we need a rewatch apparently. Uh, yeah i need a little bit of a refresher but anyways miranda Otto is in this movie and i was very excited to see her yes. because it was just lovely seeing a familiar face i guess she's australian yeah who knew uh, yeah So we are going to do a spoiler, no spoiler section for this because Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people will not be able to see this for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So we are going to give our spoiler free review and then obviously you'll hear the elevator music and then we will talk about our review with spoilers. Mm -hmm. So if you want to listen to the first part and then go see the movie and then you can come back to us or however you want to listen to it. But I promise that we will not give spoilers at the beginning of this episode. Okay, so uh-huh. I'm switching it up. Taking the reins here. I'm, I'm taking over. <laughs> I am the captain now. I'm taking over because okay. I want to do something. All right. Because you love all things horror. You were so excited for this movie. I was the only person in the theater that like reacted to you like the titles <laughs> when like, it ah! when they announced what it was. <laughs> you should have said talk to me like out loud or something or went yeah. I think I did. I think yeah. I f- did a fist pump a little bit. You 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 had your it was kind of like well. when Dwight sees the fire truck in the office. Like <laughs> yes. I kind of just like oh like a little fist bump. Yes, out. because of all of the hype. I really want you to have the hot seat on this oh one. Oh my God. Okay. So I want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Talk to Me? You're giving me the soapbox again. I'm and giving it's a you the very soapbox. risky decision. But I'll tell you something. This is one of the few times that I actually want you to have the soapbox. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, set a timer on your watch okay, yes. because let's, I can get a little carried let's away Let's go here. ahead and do that. Let's set a timer because I also have to share my thoughts, but right. yours come first. Okay. So the timer's begun. Okay. The floor is yours. I'm sweating a little bit. Okay. Have you prepared your PowerPoint? No, I haven't. Oh, I shit. usually okay. like bounce off of you, so I'm like not well, ready. I'm not prepared. It's okay. I'll off the cuff. All right. First thoughts. First thoughts. My first thoughts about this movie 
are incredibly dramatic thoughts. Okay. This movie is my favorite horror movie since Hereditary. Oh, shit. And it is also up there potentially in my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time. Whoa. It From the moment it started, it just had this energy to it. The mm-hmm. opening sequence... Mm-hmm. It just reminded me of like some of those really iconic opening horror sequences scream. that like scream and mm-hmm. just there are these horror movies that stick in your brain. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them mm-hmm. that just like from the moment it started, there was just an energy, there was a vibe, there was a terror, there was a creepiness, but there was also like a quality production. Like mm-hmm. you could tell from the beginning that whoever was making this movie knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is a debut directorial film for two people, obviously they have like a lot of background in, in creating content, sure. but they haven't made a feature film. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very obvious that they do have experience working on a film, especially mm-hmm. of a horror film, mm-hmm. because I was impressed with the acting, the direction, the cinematography, the practical effects, the special mm-hmm. effects. I was impressed across the board with <laughs> pretty much like everything in this movie. <laughs> Every single aspect. Every single it. aspect. And I think not only did I love and enjoy this movie, but it also blew my expectations like out of the water mm-hmm. because even I didn't think I was going to like it this much. Like okay. I thought I was going to like it sure. for sure. And mm-hmm. I was very excited to see it, but I didn't think I was going to be putting this in like the hereditary bracket. Right. And I'm very happy to see when we came out of the movie that we checked Rotten Tomatoes and it has a 97%. So mm-hmm. like I know other people like other critics are seeing what I'm seeing and mm-hmm. There's just kind of like all across the board. Everyone's like, how the fuck did these two guys make this like on their first go? Right. This movie was almost similar in a way to Insidious. Like Mm -hmm. it it has kind of different modes of getting you to dead people. Mm -hmm. But the whole premise is still ghosts and dead people and demons and things. Uh So it's all supernatural horror. Mm Mm-hmm. But I felt like this movie was like what I wanted Insidious to look like. Mm -hmm. And all of the issues that I might have with Insidious where it might feel dated or it might feel like a little corny at times. Like Insidious, don't get me wrong. I love it. Like it's a perfectly fine movie, but it didn't age that well. Mm -hmm. This movie, I think, is going to age splendidly. I think so, too. And I feel like they just took all of these pieces from movies like Insidious and Mm -hmm. The Babadook and they took all of those little pieces and they like perfected it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, re- I know I'm like bursting at the seams here, but your parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we sure. already know your popcorn score. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we already yeah. know my popcorn score, but I, I just like I want to know like what are your thoughts too? Because I, yeah, I looked at you grinning from ear to ear mm-hmm. after it ended, so you must have had a hint, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I was into it. Yeah, here's the thing: I know what you like. Uh huh. I knew that you liked it based off what I watched. Right. But I also know what a good movie is. Right. And this was just a good fucking movie. Yeah, it was. And I'm also really blown away and impressed. I I thought it was genuinely one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I would definitely lump it in with the hereditary type thing. Yeah. Both in production value 
and in like horror content yeah as far as like the feelings it evoked in me you know i also kind of put it on the level of haunting of hill house yeah it felt very terrifying in a way that few directors and few filmmakers like can actually Mm -hmm. when someone like me who watches hundreds of horror movies a year Mm -hmm. who has seen some of the worst content like gore wise Mm -hmm. violence wise like terrifier and all that Mm -hmm. to be genuinely scared of a horror movie Mm -hmm. it takes a lot Mm -hmm. and there were a couple of scenes in this movie that like I was sweating and Mm -hmm. I was kind of grabbing your hand and I Mm -hmm. was like, what the fuck is going to happen here? I know there were a couple of scenes where I wanted to plug my ears so bad, but you were holding my hand. Yeah. And so I couldn't. I could only (laughs) plug one of my ears. I forced you. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like it made it scarier because I'm so used to plugging my ears. Yeah. But it was weird. I kind of didn't want to. Yeah. This is the first horror movie where I didn't want to plug my ears. Yeah. Because the content was so good that I actually wanted to experience it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really jump scares. I mean, no, sort there were a ton of jump scares. Not really. That just wasn't the style. No. And so it's interesting. Like, it was so scary and creepy and horrifying, but also somehow pretty palatable. Yeah. Because I'm someone who has a pretty limited palette right for gore and like that kind of extreme horror but i would say this is on the more palatable absolutely types of horror movies that i've seen personally one of the things that i love about this movie is that it finds the terror and the horror in really natural ways Mm -hmm. and it doesn't force feed you jump scares like you said it doesn't Uh force feed you gore the the scenes where there are gore it's purposeful gore Mm -hmm. and the scenes where there are jump scares which there aren't that many if you're Mm -hmm. like not a huge jump scare person i think you could definitely see this movie sure those hit in the way the jump scares are supposed to hit and then i think the thing that people have really struggled with historically in horror is to actually make ghosts scary Mm. and to actually make dead people scary. Uh And I think because there has been a lot of struggle with how do we make them look like Mm -hmm. makeup and Mm -hmm. whether or not you have them like CGI, like are they see-through? Are they solid? I feel like there's been a lot of trial and error in Mm. this genre. And this is the first movie of the supernatural kind of ghost movie genre mm-hmm. that I've not only latched on to, but been like, holy fuck, this is this is my shit. Like, this is a yeah. movie for me. And I think one of the reasons why I latched onto it so well was also because it touched on a lot of really interesting themes and mm-hmm. topics mm-hmm. along with the horror. And mm-hmm. so it touched on grief and it touched on jealousy and like found family and social media commentary, Mm -hmm. mental health and illness and suicide Mm -hmm. and a lot of like really intense, heavy topics. But I felt like they covered them all really well and very subtly. Yeah. Like it was nothing was ever shoved down our throat. Not at all. And I think one of the one of the overarching themes, which is in the trailers and it's kind of like 
an early part of the movie, so it's mm-hmm. not a, really a spoiler, is Mia grappling with her mother's death. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the through line. Sure. And her reason for being so intrigued with this hand and uh-huh. connecting to the other side because there's the potential of connecting to her mother. Mm-hmm. And I think just the horror alone of someone dying close to you in a way that potentially could have been on purpose mm-hmm. and not knowing that in and of itself fucked me up so scary and so it's like this very human thing that happens all over the con- like the whole world has sure. this you know people have experienced this where a loved one dies and they have no idea if it was an accident or on purpose mm-hmm. no idea and so like that alone even though it's not quote-unquote horror and it's not jump scares and it's not right boo ghosts or serial killers it's just that like twisting like not feeling mm-hmm. in your gut and in your heart and in your chest and like through the whole movie literally from the first scene to the last frame of the movie I had that twisting feeling in my body mm-hmm. and I just really hope that everyone who loves horror goes to see this movie because I would find it very shocking to to have somebody who loves horror to see this and be like mm, no not for me there's no way <laughs> if they did they're just they're lying they're just to being themselves. an asshole yeah. <laughs> I completely agree with you about how well they executed the themes and i think part of why those themes were executed so well is because they developed them through the characters yeah and the characters were so nuanced and so well developed this is a short ass movie yeah this is an hour and 35 minute long movie yeah and somehow i don't know how i really don't it's very rare that you see characters this developed in, in such a horror a, movie, especially. In a horror movie. In such a nuanced way. Yeah. This is a really refined horror movie. Like, this is like upper echelon, top tier, yeah. top shelf. And I feel like the more you think about it and the more you unpack it, the more you're like, whoa. There's so much. There's so many layers. And also, think about it this way. In most horror movies, so let's hearken back to Scream, okay. right? So love it. Scream, even though it is one of our favorites Mm -hmm. and just like an absolute classic, Mm -hmm. there's a cast of teenagers, right? Mm -hmm. We know that they're all friends, right? And we know that two of the characters are dating. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Pretty much it. The reason why I say that is because this film has a cast of teenagers, Mm -hmm. but you know everyone's relationship to everyone you know what type of a relationship her mia and her best friend have what a relationship mia and her best friend's little brother have Mm -hmm. the type of relationship mia and her best friend's mother have dude which is like all so relatable also and i think perhaps I think because like brothers made this, mm-hmm. they probably have a shit ton of shared experiences. Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said about that. I think that worldview. And I think that is possibly like the heart of this movie. Uh-huh. You know, them them being brothers and them kind of having this shared view and shared vision based off their shared experiences. Because all of those things you just described, like the dynamic of yeah. these people was one of the realest dynamics I have seen on film, horror or not. Yeah. In a long time. 
And another thing that I really liked about the characters was that the lead was not perfect. Mm -mm. She was also not sexualized. Mm -mm. She was also not made to be a heroine. Not at all. And so it was a really nice switch from what we see in horror where a lot of the lead girl Mm -hmm. is this sexy bombshell. And it's like the final girl. The final girl. And, you know, obviously, like, I'm a horror... I love that shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, I, I I love a final girl movie. And I, sure. I'm i not putting those down. Mm-hmm. But I loved seeing a main lead who you had to kind of get to know. Mm-hmm. She's a little weird. And she's kind of hard to like. Yeah. But somehow, some way, you you sympathize her with her at some points, mm-hmm. and at some points, you're just like, "What the fuck are you doing, Mia?" Yeah. And I think having a lead that was so complex was such an elevation from most horror that mm-hmm. we see. And I just really appreciated the development of her character and every mm-hmm. character around her. But I was just shocked at how much they were able to fit into that time period. For each individual character, I feel like we got to know the whole cast mm-hmm. very, very well. Mm-hmm. Even Miranda Otto's character, who yeah. she's not in it that much, but we get a 100% 360-degree look of how she is as a mother mm-hmm. and her relationship to each of her kids yeah. and how it differs. And it's just crazy. Like, how yeah. did they do that? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't like know. Like, some people struggle to do that in dramas. Like, That's some what people, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, without, like, outside of the horror genre. Yeah. This is a struggle for uh, most filmmakers. Yeah. Like, this is not, like, something that everyone has mastered. I have to rewatch this movie, like, ASAP. I can't wait to watch it, like, at home where mm-hmm. there's, like, no distractions and it's just kind of, like, we can just, like, take it in. in. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm very excited for it. One last thing that I have to mention from a technical perspective. Okay. Is this movie in my mind, was an absolute masterclass at audio mixing. And I don't know who the fuck did their audio. <laughs> and I don't know who mixed their their soundtrack and their, and their sound effects. And I, wh- whoever is on that audio team deserves literally an Oscar. Like, I don't even care that it's a wow. horror movie. They were able to use sound in such an impactful way Mm -hmm. throughout where there were sounds that literally made your stomach flip yeah there were sounds that sent like a chill up your spine Mm -hmm. and on top of that the soundtrack was so good yeah and they were like bangers but like Uh (laughs) yeah but like they fit so i think everyone knows what our popcorn scores are i think they do one two three large. large extra large extra butter extra mm-hmm. salt a large icy also yeah. Ooh, yeah i'm just gonna throw that i wish there. i had a large popcorn and large icy right now that actually sounds amazing sounds amazing especially because the line was 45 people deep what tonight and we couldn't get popcorn what was going on? I don't know. And then we were we loved the movie too much. I was like, oh well, we can like go back out and get popcorn. And then both of us then were it just was sucked in, and we were and like, it was like, we're not. You we're can't. Not here's leaving. the thing: you can't leave a horror movie. No, especially a horror movie that's an hour and thirty five minutes. Like Mm-mm. thirty seconds, you miss 
too much. Yeah. <laughs> so no, time is precious. We couldn't do it. Next time we go, we're getting we need a large popcorn. Large, 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 large everything. Large. Welcome back to the spoiler section of the podcast. I'm going to say it again. This section will have spoilers. So if you have not seen Talk to Me, if you're planning on seeing it and you don't want any spoilers, just stop, stop listening. Stop listening. And then come back to us. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. How good was that opening scene? So good. Dude, as soon as that opening scene ended, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it basically like kicks off with a house party mm-hmm. and a brother is like searching a house for this uh, his other brother basically right. and just the energy of this party mm-hmm. the sound like whatever like music they picked was like it was just like a regular like party track or like club music but mm-hmm. for some reason it was like disturbing a little it bit. was like, like a little i don't know if there was like some dissonance or something yeah that maybe was like layered underneath it i don't know there was something dissonant and like it was making you feel uneasy yeah and there was like strobe lights and it was dark and it was like very loud and you could tell the brother who was searching for his the other brother he was also uneasy like you could feel that he was freaking freaking out. out yeah and that in and of itself like it like you said that twisting feeling Mm -hmm. was there from the start as soon as it opened yeah and then whenever he gets the brother out and he stabs him (laughs) stabs himself in the eye yeah literally once that happened i think those three kids and the mom left right it was right after that shortly after that scene yeah and i completely agree with what you just said like the second that happened i was like oh shit it's gonna be this i was like this is about to pop off (laughs) like for real like it already is popping off and it's like one minute in i know all of that happened in less than two minutes it was so good like that whole opening sequence even though the brother has like a small cameo in the future nobody in that opening scene is really like super important Mm -hmm. but it still just sets the whole emotional tone Mm. And from that moment on, like your heart rate is up and it never, like it never came down. I was going to say, that was like the ultimate foreshadowing. Yeah. Also, like it was just like, shit's going to pop off and we're popping it off. <laughs> like it's literally happening. And I, I would say that scene is as iconic as the opening scene of Scream. Oh my God. Holy shit. To me. That's a big, yeah, that's big. Like, I think it had the same effect on me. Yeah. It definitely made me think of scream yeah like it definitely made me think of like there are a few scenes that make you feel like that mm-hmm. especially like opening scenes and you remember them so vividly yeah and even like this isn't a horror movie but the opening scene do you remember the opening scene of jumanji yeah that scene fucked me up as a yeah. kid yeah and i think there's something really special about when a movie just dives right in on the mm-hmm. opening scene like sometimes horror it's movies the shock it, it just, value. They, they take too long to get cooking mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it and then there's finally a twist mm-hmm. like 20 minutes in and then shit happens sure and i love the idea of just like 
diving right in punching right in and just accepting like this is what this movie is going to be like right away Mm -hmm. that feeling of just shock and terror and confusion and all of that was even just like doubled and tripled throughout like other scenes in the movie like Mm -hmm. when riley starts hitting his head on the table oh shit while he's like under i i don't even know how to say it when he's let the spirit in Uh i was just like what in the fuck is happening yeah and it kept going and it kept going it kept going and i was like is he about to kill himself yeah and then he almost pulled his eyeball out of the socket dude i had to look away so i don't know what happened after that they stopped him from doing that they stopped him from doing that yeah but he was trying to pull it out and like oh, he was like shaking as he was sick. pulling it. It was so sick. What a good horror scene. It's like Fear Factor. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, not the show <laughs> Fear Factor, which, dude, Fear Factor Fear slapped. Factor. Yeah, it did. I loved that show. I mean, fuck Joe Rogan, but fuck like. Fuck Joe Rogan, but Fear Factor was good. Fear Factor fucks. The only thing that I didn't like about Fear Factor was the bugs. No, nobody liked the bugs. Like when they had to eat things and throw Ooh, up. I didn't like I didn't when like they that. had to like lay in the like chambers with the bugs crawling on them i didn't mind that i did i just didn't like when they had the to eating eat bugs stuff. when they had to eat testicles and bugs and stuff dude let's find fear factor somewhere and watch it. but okay. i love when they would like hang out of airplanes and shit man i want to watch fear factor now i'm sure it's somewhere it's got on one of our one hundred thousand streaming, streaming services yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we're subscribed to all of them every single one but unironically not the show fear factor i think this this movie like you said there were so many scenes that literally i can't think of another word besides fear mm-hmm. because there's a lot of horror that's just like fucked up yeah just f- to be fucked up right this wasn't that Mm-mm. this was like like this really scared me <laughs> yeah i will say though that there was one scene that i didn't love and okay. i think you're gonna agree with me on it it was the scene with the dog. It just yeah. like, it was a little too much. Yeah. And in a... I said, their Australian jackass came out. Yeah. It was the one scene that took me out of it completely. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, if this is my this is 99%. Yeah. If I'm giving this a 99%, mm-hmm. the 1% is because of that scene. I thought it was yeah not scary. It was not funny. Mm-hmm. It was not didn't anything. serve a purpose it didn't serve all. a purpose need except to, to be absolutely disgusting so if i could just like go to the, these two directors and be like y'all you almost had a perfect movie yeah why the fuck so did you put close. the dog scene in they were so close it was so close to being perfect <laughs> so close to being perfect but it was just that one scene that i just like i couldn't yeah. fuck with it i, I just didn't couldn't. i don't want to talk about it anymore we can we can move on we can move on yeah it's done it's okay. done it's done it never happened it didn't happen we'll fast forward through that scene whenever we're <laughs> yeah i think that's great <laughs> watch this in yeah. the future do you i'm curious because you do always have critiques yeah and nothing is perfect do you have any other critiques of this movie no because i was going to have a critique and then they fixed it. They fixed it. There was a scene where the dad and it felt like it was just oh. like out of nowhere. Like it felt like it was out of the blue mm-hmm. where the dad sits Mia down and is like, hey, I've been lying to you and I need to be honest. And then he reads Mia a suicide note mm-hmm. from the mom, mm-hmm. basically confirming to Mia that her mom did, in fact, kill herself, uh-huh. going against what she has been told by who she thinks is like her mother's ghost, like mm-hmm. her mother's mm-hmm. spirit. 
And the dad basically reads her the suicide note and she's like, oh my God, like whatever. And I thought that was really abrupt Mm -hmm. and I just didn't, it didn't make sense. I was like, why would after this traumatic experience where Riley just bashed his face in, Mm -hmm. would the dad be like, hey, like, let me sit down and tell you about your mom's suicide. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's no, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt like they didn't really give us any connection between Riley and her dad at that point, Mm -hmm. which that was purposeful because there is supposed to be this massive disconnect between the two of them. Right. And so having a scene where they were so connected and crying and reading the suicide note felt so weird Uh and out of place. But then they fixed it because we found out that the dad was not actually the dad. And right. A ghost was pretending to be the dad and fucking impersonating with her. her dad. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm also curious to see what you think. Okay. Do you think that she was actually talking to her mom? Okay. So this is what I was just going to ask you uh-huh. because you said who she thinks is her mom. I'm leaning towards it's not her mom. I don't think it is either. I think it was... Um, like a manipulation tactic i think so too from the spirit i realm. think so too i think what it was they sort of set this up with a couple of characters the spirits that connect that are conjured from this embalmed hand are preying on weak people uh-huh. are preying on susceptible people yeah. like riley because he's a little kid right well he's not a little kid but he's younger than all the other kids that are doing this and Mia is particularly susceptible because she is actively grieving her mom. And trying to connect with her mom. Trying to connect. Trying to reach out to her. Where the other kids are seeing it as a stunt. The other kids are just like doing it because they're teenagers looking for an adrenaline rush. Yeah. They don't care. Like they're not trying to connect with anyone. They're right. not like opening themselves up to the spirit world. Right. Even if they're saying, I let you in, quote unquote, they're cutting it off after a certain point, taking their hand off. Yeah. Riley and Mia held the hand for too long. Mm-hmm. Longer than anyone else. It was like the dualities of what could happen. Like mm-hmm. Riley just got fucked up and yeah. like was literally possessed. Yeah. And then Mia sort of was possessed in a different way, like in a more like insidious way uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah and something about it felt off mm-hmm. something about it felt not like a mother daughter mm-hmm. relationship um, especially because we saw a few little like moments of her and her mom when her mom right. was alive like on her phone she's watching videos and stuff right and it was like her mom was like very like warm and like funny it seemed like Uh and this spirit was dark yeah well i just kind of had a moment of realization like as we're talking about it so riley was channeling her mom right before yeah he started smacking his head off the Uh table and i'm wondering if they used riley with the mom's voice Uh to convince Mia, Mia mm-hmm. that like her mom was talking to her so they could keep Riley long enough to to take his soul. Ooh. Dude, this movie's so good. I just got chills Ooh, up I, my back. I just got fear tears from that. I think that's what I think happened. That's what they did. Because there's no way that's her mom. We don't know if there's like a heaven or hell in this universe. Sure. But it felt like they were connecting only to people who were in like purgatory or hell. Mm -hmm. Like there were no at peace spirits. No, none of them were like, 
Hey guys. No. <laughs> hey guys. So welcome to my channel. Yeah. I am. Also, like, I just got scared that I need to like face the door because, like, oh my god, I'm. Yeah, I freaked you out I'm real bad. Out. I feel like if we watched it again, but I just remember feeling like very uneasy when her mom was talking to her. It didn't feel like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it didn't feel like she was coming back and being like, "I'm so sorry." Like she was it saying, felt like "I'm a so trance yeah." Almost. She was like, "I." She was saying, "I'm so sorry. I'm so proud of you." Like all of those things. Something about the inflection mm-hmm. and just her demeanor in general. Yeah. Saying all the right things, but not actually... Not in the right way. And they definitely gave us the hint that it possibly couldn't be the mom because they very straight up said, like, these spirits can absolutely impersonate people Mm -hmm. and fuck with your brain. Mm -hmm. And that mind fuck, along with Mia's process of coming to terms with her mother's death Mm -hmm. really did remind me a lot of like haunting of hill house like Mm -hmm. that feeling of Mm -hmm. just like going through those feelings and emotions and being haunted by the person that you love almost because Mm -hmm. like you're looking for answers and you don't know where to find them yeah i don't know i just thought that was and you sort of lose sight of what's real and what's not yeah you know because you're so desperate Mm -hmm. you'll cling to anything yeah yeah and I'm going to throw out another realization that I just had. Okay. Was that when Mia dies, mm-hmm. her mom is not there to greet her. Yeah. Which my thought is her mom is in heaven. Oh. I That's my thought is the allegory is that if they're in this realm, mm-hmm. whether it's purgatory or hell or something like that, I'm thinking that her mom is not there because she's, she's in, in that a spirit world because she's in a good place in that one scene where she talks about how her reoccurring nightmare is that mm. she doesn't have a reflection mm-hmm. and in that scene where she does die and she goes to the spirit world her immediate experience is that no one recognizes her everyone turns her back on her and she can't see her own reflection Mm -hmm. and i was like holy fuck she's like in hell or like she's yeah she's going through it yeah and so the fact that her mom wasn't there i was Mm. like there's no way that that spirit is her mom because her mom would be there and like welcoming her dude yeah (laughs) and let me tell you i wanted to launch out of my seat and scream and clap some people might see it as like a gimmicky ending but i fucking loved the ending when you hear talk to me and it's a kid using the hand Mm -hmm. presumably in the future and right on the other side is mia yeah it just ends there Mm -hmm. I literally, I was just like, holy, f-. like, I felt like I was like spinning. Yeah. You know, the meme, the the gif of the boy in the club that's like d- putting his yes, arms up and like yes. spinning around. That's how I felt. Yeah. I was, was having a whole moment. It was quite the ending. I'm sleeping with the lights on tonight because I just got freaked the fuck out just from talking about this movie. <laughs> I know. Do we need to watch more Love Island? Yeah, we got to watch something else. Play Stardew Valley or something because uh, this ain't it. It's early days, ain't it? It's early days, in the babes. Molly. Well, that just about does it for us. We're going to go find some activity that can calm Caitlin's nerves. <sighs> My poor nerves. My poor nerves. <laughs> There's a lot. What was that show called again? Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. The mom's weird ass, like half American accent. There's this one line in the first season where she goes, My poor nerves. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so your poor nerves. My poor nerves need to be need to be calmed. <sighs> Does this help that our next movie is Barbie? That absolutely helps. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm so ready. We get to zoom right back into the Barbie world and you get to see Barbie Dreamhouse live on screen. I never had a Barbie dream house. Well, you get to see one on the movies. I know, I'm just saying. On the movies. <laughs> on the movies. <laughs> on the big pictures. On the pictures. Anyway, we will be back with a new episode. Yes, we will. Reviewing Barbie for you next Friday, July 21st. We're going to see it bright and early on that Thursday so we can whip out an episode Can't real fast. Wait. Can't wait. If you are a horror fan or you just like good movies and can tolerate some scary parts, Please go see Talk to Me when Please. it comes out in theaters July 28th. Obviously, there will be some showtimes on the 27th as well mm -hmm. when it opens. But we couldn't suggest this movie more. So until then, enjoy Barbie. Enjoy Oppenheimer. We love y'all. Have a great week. Until next time. Thanks for joining us on the ride home.